Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast, episode 14-8, and we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And just like the, the, the title of the podcast suggests, we are a video game music-focused podcast listening to great video game music. Day, night, moon, sun, water, desert. Heart. <laughs> no, that's not how that worked. There's no, no Captain Power and there's no Captain Planet in this spot. But we do have a great time talking about good jams and kind of just kind of hanging out with you guys, the listeners, all sharing in the wonder and joy that is VGM. Yes, video game music. Um, and as a thank you to all of the people who support our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels, we record our podcast live on a live stream which is what we're doing today so this is a patreon live streamed episode where we're going to focus on music track suggestions primarily from the patreon pool and suffice to say we originally did this as like a one-time thing and then it kind of became a honestly a fun thing a fun endeavor to just go you know it's good. What's everybody got to drop this month? And it always ends up resulting in something interesting, at least for me. Yeah. So, and I guess it's definitely some fun stories about that this episode. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, man. This, oh, yeah. Oh, we don't mess well, around with the Patreon suggested episodes. Well. Well. Rob's like, Haladi da, Mr. Uh, I got interesting <laughs> things going on with all my picks, man. Now, um, before we begin, uh, this Saturday which is September 8th in Hartford, Connecticut um, at the Retro World Expo. You can see us along with Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy and Cameron Worma of Good Friends Incorporated. <laughs> That's like a great TV yeah, show yeah. I want to be on. Um, all of us uh, presenting um, a live podcast recording there. It's going to be um, East Meets West uh, track Comparison, and when he says east meets, um, east meets west, he's referring more specifically to the thought of Eastern Western composers, so Japanese composers and American composers across multiple consoles, specifically yeah. eight and sixteen bit goods. And for those of you on the uh, stream watching right just then, that wasn't anything nefarious. I was just adjusting some volume; it just happened to be in a specific area. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And funny enough, yeah. so I guess usually for episodes of the live nature, I tend to find myself playing something like as we stream to see how far I can get before the end of it. And I figured this would be a good opportunity to kill two birds with one stone because for the Rhythm and Pixels chat group for this month, our two games were Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, and Ninja Gaiden 2, Dark Sword of Chaos. I played through and beat Legend of Zelda. But I have not gotten a chance to really do anything with Ninja Gaiden 2. So I figured, <laughs> let's see how well I do playing with supposedly a hard game while doing I the I like episode. how you say that, supposedly a hard game. Well, compared to all the Ninja Gaidens, this is, they're all hard, but this is the easiest one, I think, <laughs> of the trio. But it is, it, it can be annoying. And just for the heck of it, I started playing the game. You just... When the moment you said, hi, this is Rhythm and Pixels. You started playing. 
That's when I started playing, and I am on stage you two died dash four two times. right. Oh, I didn't. I'm on stage two dash two, <laughs> kicking it out. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's start kicking some jams. I'm working with that. Kicking out some jams. This is a even number episode. So I'm going to kick us off. And I asked for specifically some 8-bit chippy sound chip goodness. So music composed with a, with a sound chip, not specifically like streaming audio or like red book audio. And I uh, figured I, since you did that, I went along with it as well. And yeah, everything that came I, did, I didn't stick to it strictly because we had a lot of suggestions and a, and a lot of, I have a lot of backups um, from people. Well, but, I straight stuck to it. I wasn't messing around. I'm starting with a classic. I'm starting with a classic that means a lot to a lot of people and means, especially if you listen to podcasts, especially if you listen to podcasts. This especially. is this is from um, our Patreon subscriber, Damien. Thank you very much. This is Area One from Blaster Master Ooh. for the NES, composed by Naoki Kodaka. And let me tell you, this is always a jam. And when I hear this music, I get excited because I get it's, it's the opening theme song to the Legacy Music Hour. Oh, well, that's definitely a good choice then. So let's hear this music jam. Naoki Kodaka, Area 1 for the Blaster Master. For the Blaster Master. For all the cojones. Listening to Area One from Blaster Master for the NES Nintendo Entertainment System, composed by Naoki Kodaka. Wow, this is a classic tune. Yes, it is. Such a classic tune. A very upbeat tune too, which is kind of funny because, <laughs> in all due honesty, for as fun and pleasant as this jam is, it kind of hides just what kind of nightmare you are in for as you play through this game. Is setting you up for is setting you up for issues. I know, but this this opening music you hear it and it like it gets you like pumped because it's like it's it's exciting and like that that kind of like uh, milita- militaristic drumming kind of gets going and, the, and it has an adventurous kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a good song. And then that that last little section um, right before the loop that goes I think it's really cool how it's like kind of just off that beat and then it just comes back around. It's very cool. Also, uh, here's a question: Have you, you have you played it before by chance? Like any other BM Blaster Master titles? Just the first one. Oh, because you have played it. Like Got when it. I was when I was very young. Oh god, yeah. This might be a, a worthy revisit, though. Maybe this will be on our next. Uh, although you said it's rough, right? 
Yeah, this game, we actually did it on, um, Perno and Matt Play Games. Oh yeah, you played it with, uh, Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because when you play the normal game, like, my memories of this game were always that the crab gave me all my troubles. Like, the crab would kill me. Yeah. So, when we did the episode... Kill a, kill, kill a crab. Yeah, the crab is the boss from stage five, just, for, just to put in perspective for those who aren't familiar. He is a jerk. Mm, yeah. But I actually beat him with no difficulty on that particular run of the game. I was surprised. So then what I did not realize, by virtue of it being so long since I had actually beaten the game, is that the real difficulty comes after the crab, and when you are dealing with the heck that is stages six through eight, most specifically seven and eight, it is the cheapest buy gum crap I can think of. It is horrible. Easy deaths, lots of trap rooms, and pretty much just trying to get to the final boss room, if you can find it. Yeah, for that it, it, it's a maze. Like a lot of those sections are like mazes, right? Mm-hmm. I saw a. A speed run of this, which I'll be, this is one of those games where the speed run is no help because they just find a glitch to go through a wall and get to the last boss right away. Oh, so you don't get to learn you don't get to no see awesome anything. ways to play. <laughs> yeah. All you do is watch them cheat the game. Yeah, which is still interesting to me. Um, I saw that with a, a boy in his blob. It's a very strange playthrough. Um, speed run, rather. Really? Uh, yeah, because you, like, you, the guy just like walks through like a wall and falls. Like, it's like all of... You imagine, like, every um, section of the game is, like, a room, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's not... Maybe not a room, but it's, like, it's like walled off in, like, a section of, of a room. And they're all pretty much laid out on top of each other. <laughs> like, in a grid. And so when you go from place to place, the, the, the program um, will call the code for that specific room, and you walk into that room, it calls the code, and then you step into that room. Okay. Um, but there... If you were to break the boundaries of one, you would end up in another side. Oh, so basically yeah. you could kind of like make yourself like skip across gaps yeah. that you're supposed to use items for. Exactly. You can just fall right into the end of the game, which I think they did the same thing with uh, Blaster Master. It's very, very strange. Um, it's just the way they, they use memory. If, if you understand how, how the memory is laid out within the chip. I think it's one of those things where it's like, it seems like it's exciting at first by virtue of saying, oh my God, that's possible. You can do that? Yeah, but then like the game's over in like less than a minute and you're like, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, like impressive technique there. Like it's not a technique. He just used a glitch. (laughs) That's not a technique. I see no technique. It's still cool. It's still cool. It's cool. It's still cool. It's not impressive. Nothing impresses you for now. That is very true. Um, I'm a man who is (laughs) hard-boiled. Oh, I think that's really funny to me. Very hard boiled. Yes, the Spyro the Dragon, uh, Wicked Sephiroth is in our chat. Spyro the Dragon um, is a very funny speedrun. You can you can do some crazy glitches in that. I've actually never played Spyro the Dragon. Um, uh, my wife Christy has played a lot of Spyro the Dragon. Really? Yes. There, there's like a section. There's like a PlayStation One era section of like um, 3D collectathon type games mm-hmm. that she just played a ton of, namely Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. Sounds like I know somebody who's going to be buying the re-release this year. Oh, uh, Spiro? Uh, Spiro? Sp- Stop that! Spyro! Spiro the Dragoon? Spyro the Dragon. This guy has no lance, and he can't... Well, he, he, I guess he can hop, but he, he can doesn't hop. hop very well. He's, he's got the jumps. He can he can body slam a train. No, stop it. You're just, you're just throwing everything out of whack here. Everything out of whack. He has one wing, and he can... Anyway, um... Just going to do some stupid references... He's some sort of angel. <laughs> All right, now I've got your track list, but I haven't listened to them yet, so I'm very. 
curious. Where are you going to go with first? Well, let's kick this bad boy off right. Yeah. So the first track I got comes from excellent listener, always excellent listener, OK Impala. Yeah. And this track actually surprised me. Yeah? Well, I'll just stay with the track is first and we'll get to it. All it right. is from the game Batman, but Ooh. the Game Boy for the Game Boy. And right. it is titled Chemical Plant. And it's composed by <coughs> also <laughs> Naoki Kodaka. So this guy got double double billing on this. Well, let me tell you, um, if it wasn't going to be like a, a whole lot of Naoki Kodaka, it was going to be a whole lot of Yusuke Koshiro. That <laughs> this is episode. true. <laughs> All right, let's go. Batman for the Game Boy. To one awesome track by the man that is okay, okay Impala. That is track being Chemical Plant from the Game Boy version of Batman, composed by Naoki Kodaka. So, his he had a bit of a testimonial where he basically just said that when he was a kid, this was mm-hmm. one of the very first Game Boy games he ever owned. He absolutely adored the OST and found the game itself to be a joy as well. And he recommends it to anyone who is currently listening and possibly anyone who is not. Also, my take on this is. Holy crap, I had no idea that this OST for this game was different from the NES Batman game. Yeah, and it's also awesome. Yes, I, I don't think I've ever heard this. Me neither, yeah. until he suggested it. In fact, when he proposed it, Ooh. and I looked through it, because he, he submitted a lot of options, and I looked at this particular track, and my first thought was, we've already done the chemical plant from Batman. But no. But this is not the Axis chemical plant. Yeah. This is just the chemical plant, uh, the Axel chemical I'll, I'll hear plant. This breakdown. I want to hear this breakdown one more time. Here it comes. Imagine like the guy on this, like on the on the drums. This is a gem, an absolute gem oh, of, a, of a so good, a gem of a jam, one might say. That's All a, thanks to OK. That's a Jimmy Jam. But like, suffice to say, I actually kind of want to play this game officially now. Like, I'm contemplating going onto the NES store or the Game Boy store or the, the Nintendo 3DS store and see if they have Batman on there somehow. And if not. Well, you know, oh, there's so always the magic. Uh, the emulators within the 3DS store. That is correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, That's cool. what I'm using right now to play Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. 
and it is actually surprisingly rocking me. It's interesting <laughs> to think that this game, whereas Mega Man is like timing based, this game, Ninja Gaiden 2, is timing based and reflex based. Oh, it's total it's, total reflex based, and it's also memorization. Mm-hmm. Remember, if you are coming up to a jump where there's like an enemy, like right on like on the ledge right next to you, mm-hmm. you know, just back up a little bit. What? Oh, okay. Well, you can make them kind of disappear. Yeah, you, right? can, you can despawn them. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's killing me now is not even so much stuff like that. It's just like, like weird, like light flickering things that are just messing with me because I'm not really seeing it in that manner right now. But I'm not intending to beat this right now. This is almost like this is more like a little fun challenge, if anything. I'm on stage three one anyway, which is the level where it's like you can't see anything because it's dark out, and oh, every once in a while, lightning will flash. Yeah, you know. So you have played this. Ninja Gaiden? Two, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I played a bunch of them. I mean, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I got really into these games. And, like, I played them when I was younger, but then I got into them again in junior high. Mm-hmm. And, like, into high school when um, I, got, I was kind of doing and getting into, like, the retro gaming, more into the Atari side of things. Mm-hmm. But I was really into uh, classic Nintendo games as well. I, I was I played I never could never finish them, but I, I played them so much because like there was unlimited continues, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, what's I gonna say? Anyway, it, I remember playing it a lot back then. I got really into the music, and it was right around high school. I got into composing uh, music on trackers, and um, a bunch of friends of mine um, we worked together to do some like remixes and stuff of Ninja Gaiden music during that time. And I will say that is a nice collaboration because I love these games yeah. more so. I think it's also funny just now that Alex apparently says that something I don't even remember. I watched all these Batman films as a kid, but he goes, Batman actually killed a lot of people <laughs> in, those, in those actual versions of the films, which I didn't even realize because Never put- all I remember is the Joker and he yeah. didn't even kill the Joker. Right, the Joker right. fell off the building. Do you- what what who is your favorite Batman actor? There's been a few. Honestly, Michael Keaton, but I think it's mostly just because of the fact that he was like the first, if I'm thinking about the right guy. Bat- like, like the very he like, first He was your first. Yeah, like the first for the Batman films. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get specific, my favorite Batman is from the animated series, just like my favorite Joker is from the animated series. Yeah. But I'm assuming that by virtue of this conversation, we're talking about movie Batman right. because of this you, whole game. Yeah, yeah, and the only right answer is George Clooney, but I'm just No, that's that's a horrible <laughs> answer. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself for even proposing it. Oh boy. Shame, man. Shame. Yeah, yeah that was a that was that was shameful. Very that's super shameful. Okay, <laughs> so what is your next track? Yeah. Hopefully, a track that will re- that will you oh, kind of no, you're gonna love this. Assist you. You're gonna your- love this, and I am like eighty percent sure we haven't played it yet. Oh, I think actually, I think we might have had a cover of the song. This is from Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Stage J. Oh, okay. Um, from uh, you Chippendale know, from, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, from Chippendale Rescue You've Rangers. You already said for it. the NES, uh, composed by um, Capcom. Composer Harumi Fujita, and this was uh, suggested by Joe Vasallo. So, uh, thank you very much, Joe. This is an excellent pick. Let's get into some Rescue Rangers.
awesome. Yes, that is man. just that is rocking. One might say, "Ooh, it's, it's quite. It's got. It's pretty chip." That is Stage J from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers for the NES, composed by Harumi Fujita, and this was selected by Joe Vasallo from our Excellent. Patreon group. Thank you so much, Joe, because man, we've been sleeping on this track. Actually, I've been sleeping on this soundtrack. This is an amazing soundtrack. We have picked from Chippendale Rescue Rangers in the past, I will say. We've done it for, I think it was Disney Capcom. Yes. But. Which feels like ages ago. Well, it kind of was. Our show's going on three years, man. Wow, this is such a good song. I'm not going to talk about um, Capcom NES games now. I'm going to talk about um, all the video games I've been playing. (laughs) You've been playing games. I've been playing a lot of games. Are any of them Chippendale? No. No, they are all kind of point-and-click adventures um, on the PS3. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> PS2 and PS3. Um, so we played through Siberia 1. You are a man of the narrative. And Siberia 2 um, for the PS3. So, And they are um, from, produced from the, the group called Microids. So it's, it's kind of like a, um, a pre-rendered background with the 3D characters. And you walk around and you select items, and it's it's a great adventure game. It's two two really good adventure games, um, and we're playing them on the PlayStation Now platform, which is really really good. And <laughs> then um, we <laughs> then we were uh, we didn't feel like leaving the house last weekend, so we turned on. Um, it was Agatha Christie's um, ABC Murderer. Which, what the ABC Murderer, which was a um, a Detective Poirot mystery, it takes place in like the twenties. Dear it was like, awesome. It was so good. I didn't realize it was the same company, but it, it works the same way, but it's a full 3D set, but it's kind of cartoony, and you play as Detective Poirot, and he walks around, and he like pretty much t- tells everyone they're stupid for not knowing who the murderer is and what the answer is, and then like makes fun of and, and belittles his um, his assistant, and just like Detective Poirot. I think it's funny the messenger just says, "Hey Rob, you should play the messenger." And I'll, before he, before you he even heard it, my first thought was, "I was going to say, did you just hear the list of games he played? You think he's going to go play the messenger?" Um, and then we started. We were looking for an RPG to play the other night, and um, yeah, you know what? Like, we will play games together. Like Christine and I will play games together, and they're um, a lot of times like if they're more action oriented. It's usually I'm on the controls, and like she's kind of like watching. Like, or like, go, go, like, go. Yeah, kind of playing along. But, like, that's fun and all, but, like, what's really fun is, like, solving puzzles together and, and like, going through the dialogue and stuff together, especially when there's a lot of, like, dialogue options that you can mess with people in the game. Oh, I can't disagree with um, that. So I we've been doing you. a lot of that. And we've been looking for some new RPGs. We started, uh, we tried out Grand Kingdom. I might go back to that. Yeah, I saw you playing that on PSN. I was like, I don't foresee that working. Why are you watching me all the time on PSN? I boot the system up and you're using it. What am I supposed to do? We tried that out. Um, We tried... uh, You tried chewing some shit? It was a PS2. um, You tried Okage and you hated it. Did not like Okage. Sorry, guys. For shame. Uh, Well, most people didn't like it. Rogue Galaxy. Which I thought was pretty cool, but again, it was kind of action-oriented, and I, I wasn't in the mood for that. I don't think you guys would play that regardless. That's a no. very grind-heavy game. Yeah. So yeah, we're 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 in the lookout for a good turn-based um, RPG. Good uh, turn-based RPGs with a family flavor. You got to add that part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, play as a family. Yeah. Well, more so like I mean, like family flavor, as in like plot-wise too. Because, I mean, yeah, there's some, like, drama in there, but I foresee there's a lot of RPGs out there that might not click as a unit. 
Like, that that specific hook of, like, emotional draw. Okay. That pulls you in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is an action game. It's a, it's a, I love the class systems and all, but what's the plot like? Eh, yeah, exactly. It's negligible. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I mean, sometimes you kind of get have some fun with that stuff, but... Otherwise, it's like yeah, it has. You gotta have something that's that's kind of um, more than its pieces. Um, so she asked me, she's like, "Why can't we find just a game like Final Fantasy X?" There's was, Final Fantasy thirteen and fifteen. None of those are like ten, and so I'm like, "Yeah, Octopath Traveler. That's a good idea." I I get yeah, a but switch. you need a switch. I need a switch for that. Let me borrow that. No. Yeah. So. Yeah, so she said, why aren't there other games like Final Fantasy X that we can get right into? And I was like, um, yeah, like there's just another Mozart, right? There's well, just, that's the thing, though. When you like, say... It's like a masterpiece of a game, and you're looking for something just like it. Like, there's those types of games. No, but that's the thing. When you say so just specific. like it, what do you mean? Like, is it plot-wise? Is it concept of play? I, well, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell exactly what's going to draw us both in at the same time. Anyway... Um, that that's just where we're at right now. So we're looking we're looking for some good RPGs to get stuck into. Probably I'm thinking it's going to be Persona in the near future. We're finally going to play that. Yeah, see you in like four years. Meaning we're going to start playing it in four years. No, I mean that's how long it'll take you to play it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a really long game. <laughs> yes, yes. Wicked Sephiroth. Ten two was a wonderful, wonderful way to revisit that world, and I actually really enjoyed Ten two. And um, Alex, everything you're saying about anime um, was a great reason to play Ten Two as well. Um, it just uh, it ticked all those boxes. Just saying, <laughs> it ticked all the boxes. I'm not gonna read what he said. <laughs> all right, what's your what's your next track for now? Well, this track was one I was honestly really happy to see come across the desk, and once I saw it, I picked it immediately. There wasn't even a question of what listening to it because I knew what it was. And this came from Infernal Bandicoot, which, for the record, I'm going to officially say he and I have a kinship on music. Okay. Because I read through his ridiculous amount of options that he provided to us, and most of them were stellar. Oh, yeah. And this particular one comes from an old memory game of mine, that game being Shining Wisdom for the Sega Saturn. The track title is Nove, N-O-V-A-E, and is composed by Motowaki Takenoichi.
Welcome back. You're listening to Nova from the game Shining Wisdom, composed by Matoaki Takenochi, suggested by Infernal Bandicoot. So, to clarify, this is the game version of the track. So, the album that they put out for Shining Wisdom was actually mostly remixes and like kind of, like sort of... They weren't from the game. They were like kind of studio renditions of the tracks. Okay. So, so these are like, like arranged, more of arranged versions of some of the game tracks. Exactly. Uh, sneaking some bonus round into our meal. No, no. This is the real deal. Oh, this the, is the real the deal. The album version is the bonusy roundies. Uh, so okay. this track plays in the first area of the game when you first start out running around the oh, Eastern man, District, like so to speak. And funny enough, this guy picking this track... Before I even came here today, I actually hooked up my Saturn and played it for the first time since the year like 2001. That's right. You have like your whole like retro room, mm-hmm. like kind of like wired and ready to roll, right? That's right. I went into the closet, pulled out the Saturn, yanked all the wires together, and <laughs> boom, it still works. It still plays. I yanked out all the wires to get ready to go, and a TV fell on my head, and I went into this crazy world. I woke up. In the Eastern District. In the Eastern District. Of Nova. And an old man gave me a sword and said... There are these terrible rabbits destroying the village. Can you go fight them off for me? And I said, no. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, <laughs> I got things you... to do, like find a toy car and race in the Toyota district. And you said, what are you talking about? I Yeah. Which, I, by the way, in this game, I you could... can actually find a toy car and drive on a course called the Toyota Circuit. That's awesome. It's a really good RPG game. Though, looking back, I remember it got kind of hazed because... It had Saturn has some weird graphics for a lot of their like Camelot type games because this is from the Shining Force series actually believe it or not and on the Saturn it kind of had these what kind of weird like spongy like pixelated looking jelly character people I don't even know how to describe it and people yeah. didn't weren't too big on the graphics uh. in addition sword swinging was kind of short range and frustrating was but, it a, was a 3D oh top down top down. And yet, I came to love this game, mostly because of the music, but also because it had cool items like mole claws, a monkey suit, and a toy car. (laughs) And then, of course, I may have told this on the show before, but this was also the game where I entered the $10,000 contest. Oh, this is this game? Yeah, this was that game. Oh, interesting. And I submitted like 10 tapes, VHS tapes in the mail. Like a a speed run, sort of, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. On VHS tapes. On VHS tapes. I recorded them off the TV, the whole run of the game, and then mailed the tape in 10 times. Wow. I got the time down real low, too. Like two hours. I beat the game in an hour. I'm pretty sure it was an hour and 58 minutes. I beat the entire game with every item. But the time they took was the one before that, which was about two hours and 36 minutes. That's, that's amazing. It's that's probably amazing. the best I've ever done in a game. It is the only time in my life I attempted a speed run of anything because $10,000 was on the table, and is, I wanted some money. Is the... Um, is the... Is, well, I mean... Who, what was the what was the winning what was the winning time? It was like around what I had. It was like two hours and five or something. It uh-huh. was it was low. It was higher than what I put in as my last time, uh, but lower than the time they caught. You just they didn't, took. didn't get your last time in. They didn't get my last time in. I got a year subscription to Electronic Gaming Monthly. It was what? a terrible prize in comparison to ten grand. <laughs> but what you read about all the games you could be buying with that money you did not win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was going to go to college, man. That was straight college fun. Yeah, that was the goal at least. But instead, that all went to student loans, everybody. <laughs> what you going to do? Everybody. But honestly, American higher education. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But I don't know about that. Uh, I don't want you don't want to know about it. It blows royally. But at least for the sake of this, I still have fond memories of this game, and I'm glad the game still works because I can see myself playing it again once I replace my Saturn's battery or find my Meg Ram cart. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty cool that your Saturn still runs normally, right? Mm-hmm. Like so a lot of these 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 uh, CD drives they, they wear out over time. Yeah, the drives themselves run out, and then of course there was always talk of the CDs themselves degrading. Which, yeah. for the record. I am counting my blessings because everyone was like, they got about life of 10 years or so on the most, unless you took good care of them. Well, apparently I took great care of my disc because I took it out of the binder today, again, for the first time in a long time, and the disc is in pristine condition. I'm wondering, what's like the optimal temperature to store like... CD media. Not what my bedroom used to be, that's yeah. for sure. Okay, so hot is bad. Uh-huh. Hot is very it bad. It was there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I kept them in a very hot 93 to 100 degree bedroom. Maybe as it was like aging to a specific point, like you had moved. And, and I don't know. And now that I'm assuming that area... I keep the AC running on a constant now. Yeah. So it, I keep the room mo- moderately cooled Trying down. To keep it. Yeah, yeah, because I have everything running in there and all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's cool. Is, is, the, is the rest of the soundtrack like a lot like this, where it's um, not jazzy, but it's got that cool like synthy sound to it? Yeah, there's some synthiness to it. I wouldn't say jazzy because depending on what you're listening to, every area of the game has its own kind of unique flair to it. Like I personally prefer the Western District track. If you're listening, Mr. Bandicoot. Um, <laughs> I like to hear your thoughts on that. Actually, write us in or tell us like later on, like what your thoughts are on the Western District or the dungeon themes of this game. But um, I honestly prefer the Western District. But all the music in this game is just legitimately fantastic, and I highly recommend you listen to it. Okay, um, this was this track mm-hmm. that we're listening to mm-hmm. was suggested by Electric Boogaloo. Are you serious, Electric Boogaloo? Um, <laughs> no, don't mess with me, man. I'm know what I'm looking at. Yeah, his name is Electric Boogaloo, um, but his email address is Infernal Bandicoot. Oh, okay. You still were messing with me then because you had me thinking I, had, uh, I didn't read it properly or that's something. That's okay. Because he's in his, I was like, he sent us many tracks. I never saw Infernal Bandicoot. No, Electric Boogaloo, thank you so much for your suggestions. We have like we have amazing tracks, like really good tracks. Well, Electric Boogaloo. For a very long time. You, sir, yeah. are on the cusp. Because I could not bypass it. I, I, I took one out, too. No, you didn't. I certainly did. No, this, you did. <laughs> this is from the game Thrash Rally for the Neo Geo. This is called Round 3 Acropolis, Greece. Composed by Hideki Yamamoto and or Hiroaki Shimitsu. Um, also suggested by Electric Boogaloo. Thank you very, very much for this track because I listened to this for a good 10 minutes while I was setting things up. It's so good. So here it is, Thrash Rally for the Neo Geo.
is. It probably is your favorite game. The best game ever. No, that's a lot to say. <laughs> oh, this is from the game Thrash Rally for the Neo Geo. The song is called Round 3 Acropolis Greece, uh, composed by Hideki Yamamoto and or Hiro, Hiroaki Shimitsu. Um, and this is suggested, suggested also by Electric Boogaloo, who has excellent taste in music. Yes, he does. Incredible taste in music. Not to be, first, not to be confused with that um, infernal bandicoot guy. I, the Neo Geo is 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 a is a whole lot. It's like it's got a huge library of music that I'm still kind of like digging into. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like the Game Boy is that way for me too. Like I, I know a lot of great Game Boy games and tracks, but I haven't like really dug into it like I have with the Sega Genesis or the NES. Uh, I think Neo Geo, like stuff like this, I hear it. I'm like, whoa! I was I wouldn't expect this smooth of a track from a game called Thrash Rally. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like when it comes to stuff like this, I would like for more. I would like for, I guess, whoever's holding all the Neo Geo titles yeah. to release a fair bit more collections. Yeah. Because yeah. usually they kind of focus on the fighting games. And I'll admit the Arcade Archive series has been doing a lot of work. But at the same time, they are always individual releases. And they're always like 8 bucks or $10. Yeah. So a lot of releases it's, it's, it's for, for 10 bucks a piece. But I feel like more games like this need to just kind of get themselves a, a second shot. Yeah. There's a lot of um, racing games. And, and these racing games that have... Great, great soundtracks. The other one was um, out, not out. I think all I can say is the thing is outrun. It's um, run out. <laughs> I'll think of it later. But uh, it's I've got a lot of the music on our live stream. But it's it's just so good. Like the, the, these composers really captured like this this '90s, this late '80s, early '90s feel. Like I, this is driving music. This is straight up, but this isn't like racing music to me. This is cruising. This music. is living music. Yeah, this is life music. music this is for life living. Music. Rhythm and pixels, music for life. <laughs> that could be an episode topic too. Music to live by. This is the Patreon music for life. Actually, episode. I think it's amazing. You just gave me an example of a tra- of a topic suggestion. So that'll come up later because I think we're pretty much good to go for our next topic or so. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, oh my god, I love when that happens. It's like new topic, new topic. Where did <laughs> it come from? Random gibberish. I gotta, I gotta ask. How, where, where are you at? I'm actually been slowing down because one, I'm getting my butt I'm asking, kicked. Where, where were you at, Ninja Gaiden? That's what I mean. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. been slowing down because I've been honestly getting my butt kicked, <laughs> and also just well, you're distracted because I, because I don't want to you know completely like flub up on the show because of it. But I'm on stage four one, which is the fire pits. I am super impressed. Like if we ever do more live streaming together, you're going to be the one on the controller because now you're so used to talking and playing. <laughs> That's part <laughs> of the fun it, to yeah. me. I like that. There's something to be said. Of, I mean, it, it adds to it too. Like. If anything, if I'm playing a game, well, I guess I'm better at it now. I think if anything, I'm almost like, I can put up specific walls. So if I'm playing a game where I know I'm not allowed to say but certain stuff, I'll keep it in check. But if I'm playing a game where everything's clear, I'm like, oh, swear words everywhere. Yeah, that's, Because the frustration (laughs) is not a joke. It is the real McCoy. It's a joke to the listener. Sure. But to me at the time, it is horrible. It's very real. It is very real Um, and in pain. Well, we have a lot of driving going to happen in the next weekend, Um, this coming weekend. I'm, I'm really excited to do. Oh yeah, I'm going to be playing games like crazy. But by the way, everybody, what are we, we going to listen to? I got, I got to say this to the listeners. Oh, by okay. the way, so last year for Retro World, Rob drove and I drove. We came up, we went up on separate days. Yeah, I, I was 
traveling all over the place for my last job, way too much. Like I had just landed in a plane and got in a car and drove to Connecticut. Now for this particular <laughs> terrible, trip, terrible, terrible time. We're both we're both going at the same time. Yes. So old school. I was like, hey, friends forever. That's right. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Rob, you think you could think you could drive? And part of it was because I'm a real cheapskate when it comes to my car <laughs> and putting that wear and tear on there. No, no. The reality is. You want to play some games. So you know. I know. You know. I it's want to play games. This the way we always done it, man. We would like, we would go up to uh, eight on the break, which is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Still doing the same DDR tournament every year. Or maybe they, I think they revived it this year. Um, but yeah, we would get in the car and drive for like three hours and you'd be playing like Pokemon or something. And I'd put music on the AV jack. Yeah. We'd probably and do like, that hey, now. what are you playing now? Well, plug in and find out. And it's like, he's getting his butt kicked. I'm going to say like, if you haven't caught up on episodes of the VG Embassy, or if you have missed the last episode of the Forever Sound Version podcast, which just actually just came out, their VGM battle, it's amazing. And I, I still want to be in on one of those, by the way. Yes. Uh, he thinks I'm, he thought I was joking. <laughs> I was 110% serious. There's got to be a way to figure that out, but it's it's really, really good. But, but what kind of music did you want to listen to on the draft? We have, we have some, it's like a five-hour trip. Actually, I want to, well, at this point, I think by the time people, well, there'll be time. People who are listening to the show suggest music to us because otherwise I'm going to have him listen to shoegaze the whole time. I'm cool with that. I, I should explore some more shoegaze and I'll make you listen to a whole bunch of drum and bass. Please suggest music to us. <laughs> Rob, I can't listen to this fast music anymore. Uh, stop. <laughs> Save me. Could be, it could be like three hours of Eurobeat. All the more reason that the listeners suggest music to save my ears. Please. Yeah, we'll, we'll share. We'll share. <laughs> but I am driving, and it's my stereo. <laughs> oh, I know. I know the rules. I <laughs> know kidding. the rules Come of the room. Um, all right, so we're on to your last track. Unfortunately, I don't want to see it go. Aww. I like listening to listener-suggested tracks, and this one was another surprising reminder to me. And it was proposed... By one wicked Sephiroth. Yeah, wicked Sephiroth. He is the wickedest of the Sephiroth. <laughs> I know. He told me, and I believe him. <laughs> this is from the game Mighty Gunvolt, and the track is just titled "Train," and it's composed by Ippo Yamada and Ryo Kawakami.
Welcome back. You're listening to Mighty Gunvolt, and the track title is Train, composed by Ippo Yamada and Ryo Kawakami. All right, now I have been guessing wildly at what the system this this is for, and it's, I'm going to guess Sega Master System. No. No, what is That's it? why I said just don't guess, because you're guess. not going to get it. Oh, what is this for? It's for the DS. This is Nintendo DS. Yes. I well, it originally, it originally got on the PS4 as well as a port. But, uh, so, to put in perspective is where this game came from. Well, actually, before I do that, I'll actually paraphrase what the testimonial was that he provided, which is that he really absolutely loves this game. He was happy about the fact that, given the whole muck-up that was Mighty Number no. 9, this game, which actually came up before Mighty Number no. 9, was at least a bit of glee that kind of came out of the whole debacle. A fantastic game that he enjoys playing. And I have to agree with him on it. This is a good game, which, believe it or not, I forgot existed. So, in fashion of only I could do, originally I thought he was talking about Mighty Gunvolt Burst and that he put a typo on there or something. So I went and looked it up, found the track. I was like, oh crap, this is Mighty Gunvolt. And I went on my, my DS and lo and behold, I own the game. Of course you do. You own like every DS game. So I went ahead and booted it Except for the up. Imagine series. Now, so, I have one of those. Do you? Imagine cupboards. Cupboards. Is it like, like what is it, what is it like to have a house with nice cupboards? It's all it's all touch controls of like moving like mugs onto shelves and yeah, just shifting the plateware around. Yeah, rearranging like maybe where you put your cereal. Got to dust with the feather dust, but be careful not to knock over too many things and shatter the glass because it's that's so hard. Point. Motion controls stink. They really do. All right, I totally derailed you. You really did, but that's okay. <laughs> Derailment is fun. Okay. So this game, honestly, is a pretty simple side stroller, left to right. Yeah. It was made to be about four or five levels. I'm actually apparently on the last stage of the game and didn't realize it. Whereas just you controlling either Beck from my number nine, Gunvolt from um, Azure Striker, Gunvolt. And Ekaro from Galgun, which I always found to be a rather hilarious crossover <laughs> character in these games, but I digress. Yeah, um, yeah. They each have little different abilities, but they're ridiculously simple games. They're just run and gun, pick up the fruit and candy for points, and then beat the boss at the end of the level. But Gunvolt Burst, which is on the, I want to say the, the Nintendo Switch, and maybe like one other console that's eluding me at the time, is fantastic. It's another simple side-scrolling shooter with a lot of guest characters, but it also offers up projectile customization. When you beat bosses, you get modifiers for your gun, and you can equip different components like the type Ooh. of bullet, the element of the bullet, uh, the range of the bullet. You're saying side-scrolling shooter like a, like a shmup? No, like, I should say platform shooter. A platform shooter, okay. okay. My mistake, everybody. No, that's right. I'm, just trying to, I'm trying to picture this in my brain. Hey, it's a great game, though. Like, highly recommend. I can even show you before I leave if it comes out. I, I, I think have I, it yeah, here. If we have time, I, I would like to see it, actually. this Is, is the rest of the music kind of chippy sounding like this? Yeah, though, I will say, I want to say Gunvolt Burst may be less chippy, but it's still got that that retro flair. Okay, It's yeah. good stuff. Like a fake bit. Yeah, fake yeah. bit. Yeah, I like it. Fake bit music. I like this a lot. It's really, like... It's it's really got a it's got a much stronger groove mm -hmm. than I think the melody. Like the melody is certainly there, but it's that it's that cool drum beat and this cool little like flares that do 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 do. I like it, baby. This is legit. I don't mess around. This is yeah. You have not messed our, around. Be, be more specific. Our listeners don't mess around. They do not. Yeah, it is like a little bit like Mega Man. Well, that's I mean, in that case, that's kind of the point when you think about yeah. it. Because yeah, since it was, just, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was this was based off of a demake of a game that was coming out to, you know, bring back memories of the Mega Man world, 
created by Keiji Inafune, which actually this was done by Intecrete, but you go. Right, I mean, and Ipo Yamada from, I think, I think worked on some Mega Man games as well, right? Mm, yeah. Actually, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. In fact, I'm almost positive I recall seeing like that name on one of the Mega Man credit scenes, but I thought it was one of those like fake names. Uh, he worked on the Zero series. There we go. Close enough. Yeah, I know I know he saw him on. I, I was like, I know it's not like the main series, but yeah, Mega Man Zero uh, through 4 and X. So, and cool. for our listeners, including Wicked Sephiroth, I definitely recommend... Actually, what am I talking about? Wicked Sephiroth was the one who suggested the track, so of course he would know. Of course he would But, know. like, Come yes, on. this is a fantastic game. I highly recommend it, as Wicked Sephiroth highly recommends it. You will not be disappointed. Just, again, remember, this regular Mighty Gumball is not Mega Man in the sense of stealing weapons and stuff. This is pure run-and-gun shooting action yeah, for that, that, that's actually really appealing to me. Um, so I would like to give this a shot. But now I'm going to turn the track down. And we're going to have a part of the show that we both enjoy called the bonus round. <laughs> bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round. That's a lot of them. That's a lot of them. There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. We only have the one. That's it. That's it. Don't want to overdo it. Too much bonus. The bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes. I went off script on uh, my section. There's a track I've been wanting to play for a while. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So I put it in the episode. So what is this magic track? All right, this is a remix from Celeste oh. by the artist Akosmo, and it's called First Steps, the Akosmo Remix. Um, it was released on Game Chops about two months ago, and it's very, very heavy. For And this is a remix of the, of the first track you hear in the game, which is pretty lighthearted, pretty, pretty fun, kind of gets you all like pumped up for the rest of the game. Um, but this is, this is a, this is a great, great remix of that track. So it's a uh, first steps, the Akosmo remix. And this is remixed by Akosmo from the game Celeste.
This was First Steps, the Akausmo remix from the game Celeste. This was remixed by Akausmo, original music by Lena Rain. I like Holy that. moly. That was, yeah, it's so good. Every time I hear the first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, this is cool. But the more I hear it, the more I get like super, super into it. Um, and for good reason. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Brian, if you are into that track and you like the more chill sections... Um, the original is all super, super awesome and chill. But yeah, I would like to hear uh, maybe one that doesn't maybe bounce around as much. Uh, it was definitely in that kind of bass music. Maybe one that style. more jumps around. Maybe jump around, skips yeah. around. Um, yeah, but not where, hobbles. Yeah, where it's like like the the, the beats doing one thing and so another thing. Um, I think like they're they're trying to cram so much into you know just a couple minutes on the dance floor. But I am I am all for it. I'm I'm down for that ride. <laughs> what, you, what, uh, what did you bring for the b- 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 bonus rant? And- well, I kind of cheated a little bit, and by cheated, I mean this actually wasn't submitted to the show as a pick for this episode. However, it was submitted for us to listen to just because our listeners are awesome. And they're like, hey, maybe you'll like this track. And I liked it so much that I wanted to play it on the show as a whole. Hmm. So that track is from Joe Vasala, and it is from his actual band called Mega Jam. It is the Skullman Rock Remix, and it is legit. How legit? Well, judge for yourself, because you're about to hear it.
<laughs> that is a great track. That is a fantastic rendition of Skull Man, one of my favorite boss themes from the game Mega Man 4, composed by the excellent Mega Jam, a band of which Patreon member Joe Vasallo is a member of. A fantastic member. So, by all means, give this track and more a listen. Hopefully, we'll have some information yeah. for you later on for which to do so. Yeah, so go to rhythmandpixels.com, and we'll have definitely have the information there. Um, and we'll have links to uh, you know YouTubes and SoundClouds of Bandcamps and everywhere where you can get the music, support the artists. I want to thank you for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels episode 14-8 Patreon Music for Life. This last track is from Etrian Odyssey for the Nintendo DS. I think the DS, right? Yes. Um, and this Fantastic is called series. The Green Green Woodlands composed by Yusou Koshiro. Um, and it does, definitely has that sound, that, that kind of PC-88 sound to it, which I think he was composing still on this PC-88. I still find it funny that his this this is another one of those cases where the track does not truly indicate <laughs> yeah. just what you're in for um, when you when you start to hear it. But this was suggested from a new new uh, listener to the show. I guess a newish listener to the show, Soulless Zero Zero Nine. Um, thank you so much for the suggestion, and we'll have links to uh, Soulless Zero Zero Nine on the website. I think of their artwork. Oh, wait. So Solus is actually an artist. Yes, uh, they do um, game artwork. Yeah, so buddy. Pretty, pretty cool. But thank you. Thank you very much for this. Also, I have to second that thank you because in addition to the track itself being a great jam, I am actually a huge fan of the Etrian Odyssey games, albeit one that is not that great at them because I suck at <laughs> men managing. We had talked about... Well, I, we, I brought it up because of your email to us. Really nice email. We... we, we talked about maybe doing an Atrian Odyssey focused episode, but maybe we'll just do more of a Yuso Koshiro focus. Maybe like Yuso Koshiro RPG. Yeah, I can dig yeah. that, though. It'll be interesting to do the research to see how many RPGs he's had a hand in. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll loosen it up. <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> like something out. Maybe we'll out. call it like Yuso Koshiro Deep Cuts. <laughs> Koshiro After Dark. And I think it's a good time to do it with the announcement of... Bare Knuckle 4. Bare Knuckle! That's right. Streets of Rage 4 was just announced, which we're, uh, I'm really excited about. I gotta say, though, I... God, I'm horrible at this. Because, uh, you know, people are cracking up, going, Oh, Streets of Rage 4! Though, a lot of people are just kind of being jerks about the artwork. Not even letting the game come out and be animated first, you know? It is very different. And what they displayed is probably really early early on stuff, but I, I, I like the style that they did. I'm, it's cool. Oh, I'm totally fine with the style. Yeah. I just think people are being sticklers for something that's not even done yet. You it's know like, what? Give it, give it a chance. You know, but in addition to that... I don't know that because I did not read the comments. Because you're a smart person who values their sanity. I got my own opinion. Oh, I have one, too. It's just, <laughs> you it's listen just, to it. <laughs> I just like to, you know, yeah. go and, you know, say maybe... Or else I will just drop positivity. So like I went in there and was like, you know, the game's not even out yet. Just give it a freaking chance. You might find yourself digging it. Especially because the guys who made it are honestly really good at what they do. They've already been proven with Monster Boy... I'm sorry, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap remake. And I expect great things from this, too. But in addition to that... 
What got me was the fact that, again, I just gotta be that guy. Fight and Rage exists, people. Play it. Play it, please. There was this game, Streets of Rage 4, that people were excited about, as they rightfully should. But then there was this other game called, like, like, like something Justice that came out on, like, the Switch and other systems. And that game is just, like, it looks like Pit Fighter. I think I think it's just that peop- it's a time now where peop- more people people want more brawlers. No, no, that I get. Yeah. The problem is one exists and it was ignored. Like, go buy it. It's there. It's great. It is. I would say less ignored. Maybe more people just need to hear about it. Yes. Well, here you are. You're hearing about it. Yeah. Play that game. It Obviously, when Streets of Rage Four comes out, let's all. Hopefully, buy it in mass, assuming that it's a quality product. I hope so. I hope it's going to be great. Um, I hope the soundtrack is also stellar. Uh-huh. Fight and Rage, we know, has an excellent soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Gonzalo Varela killed it on that thing. Yeah. And I still listen to it. I haven't played the game in a minute, but I still listen to that OST regularly. Regularly. Well, With words. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's wrap up this episode, and we might have some time to get some water ice. I like water ice. It's delicious. It's comfy and easy to drink. <laughs> Um, if you want to get in touch with us, if you have any track suggestions of yourself, um, or if you just want to say hi, if you have a topic suggestion, or if you yourself, if you are a, um, a composer or an, uh, an artist, or you work in the games industry, or um, you remix music yourself, um, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you'd like a full listing of all of our tracks for every episode, um, access to all of our episodes and links to all the other stuff that we're doing um, such as uh, Purnell at heypoorplayer.com and and, um, our YouTube station that plays 24-7 video game music Um, head over to our website rhythmandpixels.com and then if you'd like to say hi to us on all the social media platforms it's totally cool you can Facebook Instagram Twitter all those places we are there Rhythm and Pixels, you type our name in, you can find us. It's pretty easy to see we're there. We got um, Rhythm and Pixels. We got Rhythm and Pixels chat if you want to get some game in, if you want to just keep up with the news, or just, I don't know, be a wacky person around other wacky people <laughs> who are all wonderful, just wonderful people. Come and join us. It's a great time. And if you don't think so, make it so. <laughs> make it so. And we would like to thank all of our um, Patreon subscribers. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels, you can support us that way. And honestly, you don't have to support us this way. If you like the show and you don't want to spend money, that's fine. The podcasts are free. Just, just tell your friends. Tell your friends. Just share it. If you want to support us, just share it with somebody. Even if you just, you know, just retweet or whatever, that's t- that's totally fine too. And um, we always appreciate it. If you want to be like, yo, there's this show. Yeah. And there's a guy whose voice is horribly loud. Yeah, did you know that video game music was a thing? And it's and these two guys really like it, and they want to share it? You should go listen you and find out it. how they share. Um, but yeah, so I'll do that. But if you go to Rhythm and Pixels uh, Patreon page, you can support us there as well. And you can get access to these live-streamed episodes where you can watch us play games and, and shoot eyes across the room at each other and, and watch my dog roam around the room. <laughs> um, we also like to thank all of our Patreon subscribers at the end of every episode. So, uh, number one on the Patreon list is Brian Kunkel. Thank you so much, Brian, for your support. Uh, that means a lot to us. Um, next up, Alex the Messenger. 
uh, whose game just came out. Yeah, I'm glad you said the that. Messenger. Like, the Messenger. The Game. The Messenger. The Game. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, Bobby Arson. Damien. Wiku Sephiroth! Excellent pick, sir. Very good picks. Uh, okay, Impala! Excellent pick, sir. Um, Carlos uh, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, uh, um, a podcast all about Kung Fu movies. Thank you so much for your pledge. Actually, I kind of want to listen to that. I only recently learned about that, and now I kind of want to check it out because yeah. I'm not well-versed in Kung Fu films. Let's do that. Let's, let's on our drive to our like marathon video game music podcasting in, in uh, New England. We Let's listen to non-video game music podcasts. <laughs> At least his. At least his. <laughs> yeah, we got to listen to that. Um, thank you, Henrik Anderson, so much for your continued support. Um, and Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Uh, you got to listen to this podcast. It's Get us on that battle good. episode. Um, battle. And I guess I'll just say it now. He's going to be on our next episode where we're going to talk about football. And we'll leave it at that. Talk about a perfectly good game of football. football. Uh, then we're next. Uh, I'd like to thank Brian Pitt. Pitt fighter. Brian Pitt, which, by the way, I mentioned in the past that he did a number of reviews on his journey through the Legend of Zelda video game series. Yes. The, the click being that, unlike a lot of us on the show, he had not played those games. Until this journey started. That's very cool. And he started from the very beginning and worked his way up. So not just fresh eyes, fresh modern eyes. Fresh modern eyes. Now, he did not do horrible, horrible things like Wand of Gamelon, but we can forgive him for that. Yeah. So uh, when we put this episode out, we are going to also put the link up to where you can check these articles out of his Mm -hmm. if you would like to kind of see how his journey went. You know, he's a great dude. He has a great writing style. I think you'll appreciate it. Just... Give it a look-see. Yeah, check it out. I've actually been following it for a while myself, just in general. I was a fan. Okay. Especially his Twilight, his Triforce Heroes impression. Well, check out the uh, the show notes on your on your uh, podcast player or go to rhythmandpixels.com. We're going to have links to that. Uh, Morton Gangso, also thank you. Chris Murray. The Murray. The Murrayest. Thank you. Joe Vasallo, thank you so much. And also, thank you for your picks today. And finally, David Smith. Can't ever forget about David Smith. This and music honestly, is like super epic sounding. You haven't forgotten his name in some time. You've you've done. I'm getting right. good. You know, you say it enough times, and um, actually, I got some. I got some funny jokes about forgetting things. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> um, we'll leave the stream on. You can you can all hear it. Um, but thank you all so much for your continued support. It means a lot to us. Um, and oh, also check out uh, Twitch TV slash Keyglyph. Um, that is Keyglyph from the VGM Jukebox. Um, every Thursday night, she is streaming classic video games. She's also doing a little bit on Wednesday as well. Um, and it's a reason why I think we're going to switch up when we do our Patreon live streams. Not to conflict with friends. I just don't want to conflict with friends, yeah, because we have a lot of, you know, people want to go check that out. They want to check this out. And, you know, you only got so much time in your week to do things like this. To be more specific, you only have so much time in your Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Thursday's only so long, folks. Cloning has not become a thing yet, so <laughs> not so fortunate. Well, thanks for listening, um, and I hope you have a fine Labor Day weekend if you're listening to us when the episode comes out. Have a great week. And remember, your health is important. Keep that mess in check. I know we all hate doctors. Well, I hate doctors. But get checked out. Monitor that blood. I know we like eating salty, spicy foods. Oh, I do. But monitor that mess. Eat some vegetables, some potassium. Get a banana in that <laughs> mouth. 
something good and healthy every once in a while. Go for a walk 30 minutes a day. Stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not a guy who's a nutritionalist. I'm not an herbalist. I'm just a man who likes video games and popcorn. And I'm just letting you know. Check your health out. Be be nice and healthy. We want you around to hang out more often. Yeah.